Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello and welcome into the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is Casey. And my name is Matt. Welcome in. We, gosh, I feel like we have so many things to talk about today. Well, I think, okay, two things. Number one, we're throwing it back old school today. Matt's going to be doing a good old fashioned convince me. I was thinking to myself, Matt, how cool it is that, how cool is it that we have a podcast that we can throw it back old school, that we've been yeah. around long enough at this yeah. point. So that's cool, number one. But number two, because of the, the week that we skipped in terms of not recording, we're recording this like two days before it's set to air. So like we're contemporaneously in the moment where normally it's like 10 days out or so. Or, or, yeah, yeah, or right yeah. now it's it's two days out. So there's a lot of stuff going on right now with Disney um, don't get me wrong. I love that Disney is in the national news. I mean, oh, that, yeah. That's awesome. I don't love why they're why? in the national yeah. news right now. And I posted something on my Facebook the other day, uh, in the Facebook group the other day, that said, who had broad knowledge of the Reedy Creek Improvement District, district on their bingo card for 2022? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know? Like- Oh my goodness. Like this is one of those things that like we all like us Disney fans knew, but I did not know the breadth of all this until Well, okay. This. So I did. And and I being the super Disney crazy person that I am, I knew everything there was to know about the Reedy Creek Improvement District. Thanks to Lou Mangello. He's educated me over the years. But here's where my frustration level lies. No national nukes coverage has gotten it right yet. No, everyone, and, and furthermore, the, the folks who, don't get me wrong, I agree with their sentiment, but the folks who are saying, well, Disney should just pack up and move to another state. It doesn't work that way, folks. Like, you're not talking, it's not just a theme park. It is 40 square miles of land in property and development built over 50 plus years you just don't pick up and move it it doesn't work that way so it's really interesting from a weather standpoint too like there's a reason that florida is where they decided to end up well and i will agree with those who are saying that they are going to have to make some decisions probably in the next 20 or 30 years as climate change continues to kind of ransack the coastal areas i mean there is a good chance that 50 years from now florida could be underwater completely and 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 disney will be gone as we know it down in florida there's a good chance for that but that's not right now that's not this argument so for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about first of all are you living under a rock like this is on every news station not just disney stations but for those of you who don't know what we're talking about here the the political fallout continues over the florida don't say gay bill the parents right in education whatever they want to call it but basically uh disney finally did what they were supposed to do they stepped out they said they were going to do everything they could to get this law repealed those who approved of the law uh and signed it into law which included um ron DeSantis and 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 the, the republican government down there they got upset because disney pulled all their political contributions so all the things that we were calling on Disney to do Disney finally did, even though it was a little late, they did it. So started kind of, you know, kind of talking a little bit about this idea that, well, we'll just not let Disney have this special status anymore. Well, let's start here. It's not a special status. This was an agreement between the Walt Disney company and the state of Florida. When 
Disney decided that they wanted to move east. And as a way to attract the Walt Disney Company to Florida to nothing but swampland, the Florida government said, all right, we're going to carve out this, this exception to you so that you can kind of regulate your own government you can regulate your own rules like you can do what you want you yes but i you know that sounds really bad yeah yeah that sounds bad when you say it like that basically they just formed they formed a city this happens in states all the time where cities or communities get formed disney just so happened to form it on this 40 square land 40 square miles and by the way that was a really important thing for the state of florida too the tourism it brought, they didn't have to police it. They didn't have to put the fire department in there. They didn't have to put the police department in there, the sewage. Disney said, we'll take care of all that. We just want to be able to, if we want to build something, not have to go through five red you know, hurdles to make that happen. And it's worked for 50 plus years. Disney has paid for all of it. The state of Florida pays for none of it. The, the Orange County, Osceola County, um, Orlando, they don't have to go in and cover fire department there. They don't have to cover the police department. They don't have well, to regulate sewage. And in fact, a lot of, from what I read, a lot of cops and firefighters get hired by Disney Correct. or the Reedy Creek in order to... Um, uh, in order to, you know, help police. And so that actually is a boost in income to a lot of police officers and firefighters and first responders because yep. they can make a little bit of cash on the side. Yeah. Somebody, one of my friends, one of my mutual friends asked me on a, on a, um, on a Facebook page to kind of comment because there's all this misinformation going around. And I posted this up in the Facebook page about six hours ago. And I just want to read through it real quick because I think it really sets the standard of what's actually going on here for the general layperson. So I'm just going to read through this. It shouldn't take long. RCID, Reedy Creek, was established in 1967 by Florida for Disney as a way to lure Disney to Florida to build Walt Disney World. Simply, it establishes a city government within the 40 miles that is the Walt Disney World property. By doing this, Disney didn't have to jump through regulatory hoops to get their park, at the time, all swampland, up and running. In addition, Disney would cover all normal responsibilities of electricity, water, sewage, fire department, all that. The only thing they were subject to was elevator inspection. For the past 50 plus years, Disney has been self-sufficient. They've used the money they've collected from the revenues of their parks to fund all of it. Or they've created bonds for themselves for larger projects. Basically, 50 or so citizens, air quotes, of RCID vote to allow all of this to happen. Those citizens are all Disney employees and are changed out after so many years. The easiest way to think about it is this. Disney is its own self-contained government within the state of Florida. Orange County or Osceola County, they don't have to provide services to that 40 miles because Disney handles it. And in those times where Disney does need backup, they pay for it directly to Orlando, Orange County, Osceola, whoever, like a private transaction, like a private company would. One more thing of note, Disney is the single largest employer of Florida in Florida. They can't be equated to Universal or SeaWorld or Busch Gardens in terms of their sheer size. In addition, it is impossible for Disney to pack up and leave Florida. This just isn't a theme park. It's an entire city, 40 square miles, which coincidentally is the size of Manhattan. So imagine trying to move Manhattan somewhere else. So what about the bill that was passed? Well, it targets five special districts in Florida, but the aim is clearly Disney, and that's just not speculation. Ron DeSantis said that, that Disney is a quote-unquote 
guest in the state of Florida. It eliminates the special district status, basically the equivalent of a state government voting to eliminate a city, and states have the right to do that. So what are the consequences for Disney? And this is what's getting lost, I think, in the shuffle, Matt, is this next part. This is what's weird. Financially, they actually make out better. They, I don't think this hurts Disney. No, it at all. And, and that's what's so confusing about this. They pay about $163 million annually to cover all the services they cover. Fire, water, sewage, electricity, police, etc. And it's all paid with revenue collected from the parks. So basically right now what's happening is one arm of the Walt Disney Company is taking this $163 million and paying it over to the other arm of the Walt Disney Company. Now, with this law that was passed, very hastily, I might add, on June 1st, 2023, so just over a year next year, they won't have to pay that money out anymore. Instead, because basically this area is being absorbed into Orange and Osceola counties, the taxpayers of those two counties have to pay for that tab. Now, in fairness, it may not be $163 million. There's a lot of redundancy there. There's a lot of overlap. So maybe it's $100 million. Maybe it's $90 million, right? But as someone pointed out to me earlier, there's the human factor involved. If there is redundancy, all those people who perform those services for Reedy Creek are going to be out of a job. Yeah. yeah. And basically, the, the, the rumors are right now, or the thought process is the taxes for these, these taxpayers, their property taxes could go up as much as 25% to cover it. Now, there's still this other issue, which is this bond issue. They have anywhere between $1 billion to $2 billion in bonds on current and former projects. And um, I should say RCID does. Disney does an RCID. Well, because they're the ones who authorize it. So basically, there are loans from banks that allowed them to fund improvements that are in RCD pays back through tax revenue from Disney. These bonds will transfer over to Orange and Osceola. Now, Disney will still be responsible for paying them to the counties. But as I understand it, if the banks come calling for their notes, and, the, and there's already rumors that these two counties, their credit ratings are already on the watch list because they could be downgraded any time, in which case they want to come and get their money, they're on the hook for them. So ultimately, the question is, why are they fighting this? Well, here's the thing. I haven't seen one news report. I don't know about you, Matt, that they actually are at the moment. Can, can I tell you conspiracy, Matthew? Yeah, Constitution uh, Matthew. I think that the Walt Disney Board is intentionally saying, "Bob, don't say anything. You've bungled the last two things. You've bungled it all. Just be quiet on this one." <laughs> yeah, I, I, honestly, Disney. I think the, the the biggest consequence for Disney, which is the final part of the, this thing that I wrote, the biggest consequence for Disney at this point is that oh, no, they got to go to Orange County to get regulatory permission for what they're doing. See, 50 years ago, this made sense, I think, for Disney mm-hmm. because they they had all this stuff going on. But I don't think the voters of Orange County or the board of Orange County um, or, or Osceola or Orlando, whoever they got to go to to get this stuff approved, are going to say, no, Disney, you can't do that. It's the biggest employer in the country. So maybe now they got to wait two weeks to get permission instead of 24 hours. Well, and, and figure out a way to make about, that work. How many other theme parks are there in Orlando exactly. that are building things? Let's be clear, building things faster than what Disney is building them. Correct. Correct. 
It's 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 not like I mean, it, and 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 good rides like the Velocicoaster is again considered one of the best roller coasters out there, mm-hmm. and they built that thing quick. Well, and let's be honest, Disney has to go through these hurdles in California, so yeah, it's not it, like they're not used to this. They've just had this thing that was there for fifty years. So what this ultimately seems like to me is the Republican government. Ron DeSantis, the voter, the legislator going, ha ha, we showed you at Disney going, you sure did. Like, like, well, <laughs> here's the other thing, though. And I, I, I know you know about this is I still stand by my statement. This is political theater. It is yeah. a show. Well, because it, is it, though, now that they I, I think it? so, because from what I gather, too, there's a lot of language in this bill that says you can dissolve it, but then remake it immediately right after that. Yeah, you did say that. Yeah. And so. So it seems like this is an election year, and so this is something now that that the governor of Florida can say, look, I took on Disney, and that rallies his supporters. Yeah, go woke, go broke, yeah, woohoo, yeah. And, and we get really pumped up and excited, and oh my gosh, this is so exciting, and now we can vote for him. And, he, and now Ron DeSantis says, and now I'm going to run for president in 2024, and remember me, I'm the guy that took on Disney. I, I think this is one of those, it's in this news cycle right now, we're going to all forget about it in six months. Disney and the Florida legislator will get together and go, all right, here's what we're going to do, yada, 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 and they'll get it all done, and, it, it, and people will forget about it, but Ron DeSantis will still be able to say, I took yeah. on Disney. Like, th- that's all this is to I me think right my, now, and our, I could be wrong, our, but that's our, to me what it seems. My friend Jason slash listener Jason he, he, Broomfield, he posted in the group that they might end up calling it something different. Maybe it's not Reedy Creek Improvement District anymore. Maybe it's something else, but it serves the same purpose. Something apparently there was something in there about a nuclear power plant at some point. I haven't heard where that angle is coming from, but I, I don't know. But let's I think it's important not to lose lose sight of the fact of where all this started, which was Disney, make no mistake, is a political organization. They are they they make political decisions like any other large company that affects their 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 bottom line. The thing about it is though, because they're a massive corporation for decades. Disney has, let's be honest, been on the side of big corporate welfare, of, of mm-hmm. in which it typically falls on the side of Republicans. And so, while Disney was doing these things in 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 in, in um, propelling Republican uh, ideals along or big corporate ideals along, they didn't say anything. This is political retribution for the fact that Disney said, "Hold on, a large chunk of our employee base and a huge chunk." of our consumer base, this law potentially affects, this is not a fair law. They stepped into a social issue. And now because they're pulling back some of those contributions that probably some of these legislators and definitely Ron DeSantis was relying on, they got upset. It's political well, retribution. And I'm not entirely sure this law sure this law doesn't get challenged in court either. That, that's the you other know? angle is I think Disney has plenty of fodder to say this is political re- retribution and I'm sorry, I don't care what side you're on. No law should be made because a company made a free speech statement. That's what's crazy about it. Like all these folks who are screaming cancel culture, cancel culture. You're trying to cancel Disney. Like that's what blows my mind about this. Yeah, (sighs) it's I mean, that's politics. It is. I need to start a politics podcast so I could filter all this over there. We could bring this back to the back. <laughs> I don't know. Here. Like, again, so, I mean, I know we've talked about this a couple times and, and it's 
you know, we, we've always made it a point that, I mean, ultimately, it's it's impossible to be completely non-political. Correct. But we, we this is not a this is not the political hour. But this is such a an, just from a Disney side of it. It let's say this goes through. It's a fascinating look now at, well, how does Disney deal with this in Florida? And does it, how does that change? And how, what does that do to their employee base? And what is, there's, there's, there's a lot of things that this has the potential to change for the Disney corporation. And so we wanted to mention it. And like you said, there's a lot of misinformation out there and we want to try to get the record straight here. And I, and I will say this, I think to the general Disney layperson and even someone like us who is going to be going down, you know, once or twice a year or whenever we go, when you're down there, we're not going to notice a difference. No. It's not going to change the difference, the experience, any of the things that we have. It, it absolutely will not. The only thing will be instead of seeing maybe, you know, um, Disney waste management, not down there, we'll see Orlando waste management or, or you yeah. know, whatever along those lines. But to the folks who are living down there, and I know a ton of people who live down there now, they're rightfully PO because their taxes are going to go up or they're nervous because they don't know how, how they're going to afford it because their taxes are going to go up. And, and again, that's how I can say that this law was political retribution, which was, it was rushed through in a week. Well, two weeks, maybe two weeks from start of discussion all the way to signing by the governor. Most bills do not make it through legislators that fast. So I don't think they've had a chance to truly look at the consequences that are going to come from this. Yeah. Yep. Um, so real quick, other news. I don't know. Have you seen? So Main Street Electrical Parade is back in Disneyland. Yes, of uh, course. Disneyland Forever fireworks are back. Saw that. World of Color uh, uh, show is back. I get to see all that when I'm there at Jude. I'm so excited. Character meet and greets are back. You'll be able to give Mickey Mouse a hug. Yep. And today, we're recording this on Sunday, April 24th. The prince, princes, not princesses, the princes have rejoined the princesses in the Festival of Fantasy Parade. So they're, they are both back on the floats now. Um, dare I say, we we are we, we are back to normal? Every, I, I, yeah, I mean, whether you, whether you think the pandemic is over or not is irrelevant. The world is going back to normal. And, and might I add, um, you don't have to wear a mask on, on public transportation yep. anymore. I mean, obviously you're, you're entitled, and, and I'm going to say it again. Don't shame somebody if they want to wear a mask. Let them yeah. wear a mask. Yeah, you know, but absolutely. if you don't want to wear a mask, you don't have to do it anymore. Um, you know, whether, like you said, whether or not you think the pandemic is over, the world has returned to this to a pre-pandemic philosophy, thanks to the vaccine, thanks to all the mitigation efforts that we've done over the last two years. So, um, yeah, craziness. Um, and then one last thing, Matt, I want to just cover this. So, um, Shop Disney released what uh, their newest, what they call continuity series. Um, so last year, so two years ago, they released something called Minnie Mouse the main attraction. This is when Disney stores were still open and, and doing their thing. And they were releasing them online and in stores. Well, last year, amid kind of the pandemic and, and supply chain issues, they released something called Stitch Cratches Disney. Um, it's okay. I, I've seen a couple. They looked okay. If you're not a Stitch fan, it's... Eh. You're not going to buy them. No, it, it, it really wasn't. I get where they were going from it. And I looked at a couple. I even looked at the Peter Pan. And I was like, that one's cute. But I don't ha- I don't like Stitch. I'm not a Stitch fan, right? And yeah, that's the problem. Well, I mean, that was the problem with the Disney Wisdom Collection. Yeah, where it yeah. was 
oh, it's Baloo, and I'm not a big Baloo fan, so I don't really need a Baloo plush. Well, Disney hit it out of the park. They went back to their, their roots with, the, with, with not only Mickey Mouse, but they went back to this main attraction idea. And so they're, they're introducing basically a, 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 a coupled pairing of what the Minnie Mouse main attraction was, but now it's for Mickey Mouse. Um, and... It's all online because obviously there's no more Disney stores. It's in the parks. So if you're in the yep. parks, you can get them. There's no more of this virtual queue crap. I, I went online the day of, I got the notification. I went online. I'm like, all right, do I want to buy anything? So sure enough, I went out. I didn't have to go into a virtual queue to buy it. They ordered enough product to be able to sell it. Go what? figure. In fact, the plush is still online as of today, April 24th. I didn't order the plush. I'm like, I am not paying $35 for a Mickey Mouse plush to have 12 of them. I'm not doing it. But you know what I did order? The key. The key. Yeah. And the key is awesome. I got it. It's metallic. It's actually metal. So it's heavy. It comes in a package. It's probably about, eh, I'd say about nine inches or so by nine by four inches. I mean, it is cool looking. So I definitely am going to see myself collecting that over the course of the next next 12 months. Um, but that's sold out. You can't get it now. So that one is one that sells really fast. I didn't bother with the pen because I, I don't do the pens I, 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 or the plush um, or the ears. I'm like, you know what? The key is good enough. I'm collecting yeah. the keys. This makes sense. Now I got to get – I've actually got to get serious about how I'm displaying these things because they're just like, they're like how over. they are taking over. I'm at a point now where I'm probably going to um, – start to pack up some of my Disney stuff and just kind of focus in on this is my Mickey plush collection. These are my keys. And then these are my pins and, and kind of reclaim some of my room back from everything else. The random miscellaneous stuff that I bought on clearance that I thought I'd want, but it's just sitting there and collecting dust. I don't need to have this. Yeah. Money. I hear you. So, yeah. But anyway, um, we've spent 21 minutes talking news and, and merch. We are going to kick it over old school now to Matt's Convince Me. So for those of you who don't remember what a Convince Me is, it's when one of us comes prepared to the podcast with a hot take. Not like something that's like obviously a hot take, but something that like he, he, one of us truly believes to try to convince the other person. And the other person's allowed to ask some questions or kind of follow along. And by the end of it, have you been able to convince this person? So Matt's much better at this than I am. He usually is the one who's trying to convince me, not the other way around. So I'm I'm full of scalding hot takes. Yes, you are. So Matt, I'm going to turn it over to you. And And these are my favorite episodes because I don't have to prepare for them. Oh, yes. And and also, (laughs) I I love these because I'm I'm a big sports guy. And sports is all about people just making scalding hot takes that look horrible later on. But, okay, so um, this is actually a little bit of a a lead-in to next week's episode. Because to to tease you for next week, we are doing our top 10 parks attractions oh. and you're going to find, and, and so, um, so you, this will reveal a little bit of what is not going to be on my list. Um, but I wanted to, I wanted to go with this one. Here we go. We might lose listeners. Dun, this. Dun, dun. Space mountain is a mediocre ride at best and easily the worst of the mountains. Okay. 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 So let me start with the good stuff. The outside of Space Mountain, great. It looks fantastic. Very inviting building, works with the vibe. Once I am inside, I can no longer see the building, so it is now moot. Um, this ride, if, if I, my, my facts are correct, um, uh, is, was built in the mid-70s. 
I believe it went into Disney World in 1975, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, 1975, and then 1977 was Disneyland. So this is in the 70s. So this is right on the edge of space is a really big deal. Space travel, very cool. We landed on the moon, and now, oh my gosh, what can we do? We're the, America and the whole world was into this space race and going to space. Now, that's really not that big of a deal. Um, Michael Strahan, the host of Good Morning America and Fox NFL Sunday, has been to space. It's not that cool anymore. Space is not... <laughs> <laughs> and and honestly, from what experts are saying, within the next five or ten years, there's a strong possibility that, or at least in our lifetime, we will have the option to go to space, like actual space. Whereas in the 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, things like that, we couldn't go to space. And even in the 70s, 80s, 90s, we didn't have all of these high-resolution pictures and everything that we do now. Space was this really big mystery. So the theme of it to me is like, oh, so I'm just like going to space, I guess. Oh, cool, I guess. Well, I don't know. Um, so that that just doesn't do it for me. The theming just doesn't do it. And I'm going to compare this to the other mountains. We're like Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Oh, you know, I'm going on a wild ride through a mine. And there's some lore behind this where it's this mine that was flooded. And in, in other uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroads, other things happened. It wasn't a flood in Disneyland's Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Um, you know, Splash Mountain, we've talked on this podcast. That was one of the OG convince me's that you did to me, that Splash Mountain is one of the top rides in the entire park and one of the top ones in Magic Kingdom specifically. And that one, of course, has so much theming, very deep in theming. And this one just feels eh. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's talk about the ride itself. Okay. And this is where it gets me. So if, if it was just I'm going to space, but then the ride was something like really, really amazing, I'd be okay. Okay, that blue tube that sends me off into hyperspace, really nice. That lasts about, mm, I don't know, five seconds. And then it's just a dark roller coaster. That's it. It's just dark. Okay. There's okay. just stars. And okay, maybe I see a planet or two. And then again, we have another cool time where I go through a really cool tube that has some cool lights. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Oh, now I'm back in the dark. Oh, okay. Well, yep, I'm back. It's dark. It's very dark. Oh, oh, there's some stars. Oh, I guess that was a planet, maybe. I don't know. Um, it, it's dark in here. It, again, contrast it with Splash Mountain. There's so much to see. And and it's not without the thrills. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, you, you are going through this mine. You see the bats and the stalagmites and the stalactites. You get to go through a T-Rex skeleton. You're making these curves. There's so much to see. If you go at night, you can see the fireworks. The fireworks from Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Oh, my gosh, this is great. It's just a dark roller coaster. And to say, oh, well, you know, what about other dark roller coasters? Well, Expedition Everest has some time inside. You're right. But it's... Then you go to like a stop and you see this whole Yeti piece and then you go and then you're diving out of Mount Everest and you can see th like it, this ride just it's mostly dark and it's three minutes. It's three minutes and I want to say two minutes and 30 seconds of it is just you in the dark. I have written I have tried to like when I read it, wrote it the first time I was like I, why do people like this and I was like okay you know maybe that time just didn't do it for me. Um 
you know, I just wasn't in the right mood or whatever. I have ridden it every time that I've been back. And every time I get off and I go, why is this a top ride? I don't get it. I do not get why this is such a beloved ride. And it almost, I wonder, is this one of those rides that we love it because we're told that we're supposed to love it? And so, like, you you get off and go, huh, I guess I'm supposed to like that because I'm a Disney fan when I I, I, I like the I like the building. I like the inside futuristic vibe. I love the ride vehicles. Give me a die cast of that ride vehicle. I'm in. But the actual ride itself is just wildly mediocre. I don't want to say it's bad. I don't think it's a bad ride. Like Journey into Imagination with Figment in its current form is a bad ride. Just it's it's not it's not good. I continue to go on it, but but I go in saying this is not going to be good, and I'm okay with this. I'm I'm riding this, and just to see my friend Figment, give him a pep talk, and plug my nose during the skunk thing and wonder why there's a toilet on the ceiling and how that's imagination. I don't know. Um, but it, it's just mediocre. And I just think if I'm at magic kingdom, I'm happy to see space mountain at 120 minute wait and big thunder mountain at a 35 minute wait. I'll go ride big thunder mountain twice while everyone just stands in line for space mountain. Go. For, yeah, Absolutely. I love rides that I don't prefer. And like we've talked about this with Seven Dwarves Mine Train. When I see that's a three-hour wait, I'm like, great, go wait in line there. I don't care. <laughs> go go ride that ride. Then that opens up more, more time for, for my ride. So I just think overall, the ride just it, it's it's just it's just kind of bland. It's very, very bland. And and I, I don't I think it's just mediocre and we all like go up in arms about it. So that is my convince me. So it will not be appearing on my top 10 <laughs> next week. <laughs> well, what do I, you think, Casey? Um, this is a, this is a convince me dud because you had me at space mountain is a mediocre ride. You didn't even have to go through any of that because the entire time I'm like, yep, hundred percent. Yep. Right there with you, Matt. Yep. hundred percent. All right. So I have some thoughts though. I have some thoughts. Okay, yeah. See, I want to break okay. it down for me then. Like, okay. why do you think? So, I want to I want to start with like why Space Mountain was there and why it was introduced. I then I want to talk about Disney currently because I think the two I think the two conversations are very important. So let's talk about history of Disney and why Space Mountain was introduced. So think about what you said 1975? 1975 for Disney World and then 77 for okay. Anaheim. Okay. So think through again the space race was a big deal. Um, 77 Star Wars comes out, right? So obviously that gave some additional oomph to it in Disneyland for sure. Um, I agree with you. At the time, here, here's why Disney put Space Mountain into Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom didn't have any thrill rides. If you think about Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World in 1977 or 75. Oh, yeah. You're right. What are the thrill rides? I mean, there were none. There, there were none. I mean, you had Autopia or whatever they were calling it at the time. Yeah, the cars, the cars, right? Pirates of the Caribbean, I think, was was in there at that point, right? Epcot wasn't open yet. Epcot wanted open for seven more years. 
Yeah. So all you had was Magic Kingdom. And Disney, if you think about what, what Disney was looking for, they were trying to capture a little bit more of that teenager base, right? And roller coasters were all the rage. Um, there were no roller coasters. When did Big Thunder open? Do we know? Uh, hang on. I'll check. Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, if I can spell mountain. Um, that opened in... Uh, hang on hang on um live tv folks live podcast yes um so uh it is uh uh 1972 is when it was conceived by tony baxter 1980 but so it would have been 1980 was when it actually opened so again no thrill rides no big thunder no seven dwarves no splash mountain this was the first thrill ride. So it made sense in the time period that it was. It made sense. And here's the thing. It was all the rage in the 70s and oh. the 80s. In fact, you and I are both Michiganders. You might remember a ride at Cedar Point called Disaster Transports. I it do was remember indoor, that. indoor, like their version of of space mountain i rode that before i rode the original space mountain and how cool it was it's not there anymore but that that was a, a product of its time and and dare i say it's actually a decent roller coaster the roller coaster itself is fun it's a fun roller coaster it's it's what they refer to i believe as like a a a, a, a mouse roller coaster or a cat and mouse roller coaster where you know it's very fast it's all self-contained you know being in the dark makes you think that's going faster than what it really is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's the some of that. Make, yeah, yeah. So for what it is, it's, it is a fun coaster. But the world has changed. And I don't just mean the regular world. I mean the Disney world has changed. The Walt Disney world itself has changed. And in the time between 1975 to now, you have added, as you have pointed out, all of these other um thrill rides to not only magic kingdom park but you also have three additional parks now which contain thrill rides which brings me to the present i am going to disagree with one thing that you said okay i'm actually going to pull a you on this so oh i'm going to disagree i'm going to disagree with one thing that matt said and that is the space theme has played itself out. It's not as it's not as meaningful as it was in the 1970s. And I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. It has to do with the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster in, in, in Epcot. Space themed. It's a roller coaster that, in my opinion, is the modern day Space Mountain. That is what's going to take us to the next level. So just like the other day when you on discontinued on display, when you said the event could be done by Marvel, Marvel's taking over the space theme roller coaster thing going on here. Okay, well, and, and, and I agree with that. Like, I think if you were to make it a Star Wars, I, I know, like, again, Disney purists are, are going to come at me with pitchforks for saying this, but if you were to make Guardians and theme it, I think that's what I am so used to these heavily themed coasters and experiences that just when it's just space because Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I'm in space, but I'm also hanging out with these fun characters. And I, and I want to add music. to that real quick. You said Disney purists are going to come at you with pitchforks. I'm sorry, Disney purists. 
you got to get over it. There is not going to be a situation where you're going to see a ride that doesn't have IP attached to it going forward. It's not going to happen. There's no, there is no benefit to Disney creating a non-IP ride moving forward. Think of all the IP they have to work with now. Why would they try to come up with a parks exclusive IP moving forward? They don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, and I'm not saying that I put this, part of this convinced me is not that Disney should change it or do anything with it. I, I don't necessarily think that that's uh, – I, I I'm not necessarily in this saying, and I want Space Mountain to be something that I want to go ride on. I'm fine if there are rides that that just aren't – don't hit with me. That's okay. Um, you know, I, I mean, part of the We've reason why – Disney's got to stop thinking of – here's the problem. Disneyland has started to do this right. They have hyperspace mountain. They, they convert it over to a Star Wars theme, I think, every Halloween or something like that. And they turn it into a Star Wars theme for a few months. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, Walt Disney World has been – it's been this sacred cow of like – oh, we can't touch the originals. We got to leave them as is because people want to experience them as is. No, get over it. Like there's enough people who go down there at this point on a regular basis that changing them out and, and adding, and just like they do with the Jingle Cruise every year now, that, that's one of the, people love the Jingle Cruise. People love what they've done with that. I would love to see the Haunted Mansion um, done during Halloween time with Jack Skellington like they do in Disneyland. I would love to see Space Mountain done with Hyperspace Mountain, you know, pitch black or all light, you know, change it up every once in a while. And for the people who are experiencing it for the first time, that's how they get to experience it. Awesome. That means they come back another time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the the temporary layovers, I don't know why there are not more rides that don't do I mean, look at what happens when they put a holiday sweater on Figment. People go nuts. A sweater. That's it. And that's the key. It's, you know, it doesn't even have to be anything that's huge over the top. I get it. That takes time. That takes money. That takes effort. Throw a sweater on a character and we'll go nuts. Random Disney characters in a small world like they have in Disneyland, like, it's cool. It's something different. I think people have this mindset that Walt Disney World is this major touristy area that, you know, we want to preserve what the original intention of the design was. No, no, no. Let, let, let the Imagineers have some space with this. And I think to your point, Space Mountain is a product of its time. It has not changed. It yeah. has not changed. It's a fun ride. But to your point, if I go and it's got a wait time longer than 30 to 40 minutes, I'm not writing. In fact, back when I could fast pass it, I'd fast pass it. Um, I'm not, I, now that with Disney Genie Plus, I it absolutely wasn't going to pay the individual lightning lane for it. So I either rope dropped it to write it, or if it was too long, I'd bypass it. It, it is not on my must-do list. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's not on the list of like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. Again, it's on my list of, oh great, glad people are going towards that ride and not towards rides that I want to go to. Exactly. Yeah, so I just, I... I, anytime I see a, a list of top attractions or favorite attractions, all this stuff, it's always Space Mountain, Space Mountain, Space Mountain, and I've never ever gotten that. It's gonna be really and, interesting to see what our top attractions yeah. are. Yeah, because we're because we're, we're, we're doing we're, all of Disney World. It's not just Magic all, Kingdom. We're doing all four parks at Walt Disney World. Um, top ten attractions across all four parks. It's going to be really interesting to see what makes that list, and we really haven't even discussed what that criteria is going to be because, in theory. 
you could put you could put uh, Space Mountain on that list and say it's a top ten attraction because everybody wants to do it. But from my perspective, it's not a top ten attraction. It is not a must do. Well, and we're gonna run into some of it too because like. I can't talk about Rise of the Resistance because I haven't been on it. Same yeah. with Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Runaway Way. Yeah, that's really hard yeah. to say. Runaway Run Away Railway. Um, <laughs> like I, the the new rides just haven't been on, so it, yeah. it will be a little bit of a flawed list. But I mean, we'll, we'll still have fun with it. But I I just I I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, I've always done like movie convince me's. Uh huh. And, and I've always done the parks ones. Yeah, and so I was like, okay, how can I swing this? You want you want to hear my other one that I was workshopping? Sure, sure, sure. My other one that I was workshopping is Blizzard Beach is a topped themed area in the Walt Disney World parks and must be visited on your next vacation. I've never been, so it, it would have been lost on me because I've never been there. Same with Typhoon Lagoon. I've never been to Typhoon Lagoon. Oh, so Blizzard Beach is definitely a little bit more on like the kids' side, so especially if you have kids, go uh-huh. there. But you've got an original character, Ice Skater. Um, it's It's this really cool like – summer ski resort that has snow and so everything is this like snow themed and so you're going on like toboggan racers and things like that and you go up a ski lift to get to the top and so it has this winter resort feel when you're in the summertime you're wearing bathing suits (laughs) yeah you're wearing bathing suits everything is so well themed and and I, I, and, and I remember going as a kid and there's a great kids area for adults. It's got that, you know, fastest water slide type thing. You've got the thrills there. So even like your older kids will enjoy it. Um, you know, when I was a young kid, I went there and had a blast in the kids area. I stayed in there for like three, four hours. My parents didn't see me. I mean, they could see me from, from where they were sitting, but I just, I just played. I, I remember in that too, there was a kid zip line that it, most things have a height requirement. This had a height like cap. You couldn't be more than this height. And I remember that I was under that height and I felt so special that I got to do this zipline thing that no one else in my family could do. And so it's just a really cool themed area. And and I, I get it, like the parks get precedent. If you're only there for three or four days, yeah, you're going to the parks. But if you're there for a week or longer, Mm-hmm. do a water park day or do a water park morning. Yeah. Um, and because yeah, they usually close pretty early. They're usually closed by like five or six, aren't they? Yeah. Unless and the, they do and, like that glow night thing that they do. And that's another, that's another thing too. You know, we've talked about this. If you're looking for like kind of a break day where, you know, just not all the hubbub of the parks, it's doesn't have all the hubbub of the parks, but you still get a fun themed area and and again, like I know that there's an ice skater costume out, costume character out there, so you still get you know some fun character things and original an original IP. But yeah, so that that was my other one that I was gonna that I was kind of workshopping. And I decided to go with the Space Mountain one. But yeah, Blizzard Beach. If you are going down, I, I they got a mini golf course down there that's like Summer Wonderland, same thing. That's like mm-hmm. mashup of the seasons. It's yeah. it's very very cool. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I think. Um... I, I'm really glad you went with the with the Space Mountain one versus that one. I, I think the Space Mountain one. I, and again, to those of you who've never ridden Space Mountain, yeah, absolutely, ride it for the first time. Oh yeah. And again, it's a fun coaster. If it's one of those things where, uh, you know, you're in the morning and you want to rope drop something, by all means, do it. But I definitely would not waste a Lightning Lane on it. Um, if you're tossing between Space Mountain or Seven Dwarfs, 
um, I'd pick neither and go to Splash Mountain. Like, like that's kind of where I'm at. Like, <laughs> like both seven, seven dwarfs is fun, but it's too quick and it's yeah. not worth the wait. So, I mean, if you can get in and out, sure. But I'm with you. I'd ride big. And it's funny because I was not a big Thunder Mountain fan for a while, for a long time, until I went with my family back in 2019 and we rode it a couple times with the kids. I'm like, this is really a rootin' tootin' fun time. Yeah. Like, it, it's a, it's a, it's a heck of a good time. Space Mountain is fun, but I'm just, I'm not gonna, I'm just, I'm I'm not going to wait 45 minutes or more for it. No, no. I'm if not. I see it at half an hour, okay, I'll hop in line. Yeah, it's a little claustrophobic in that tunnel, to be honest yeah. with you. Too. You know why the um why it goes underneath? You know why? No. So the reason why they take you down is because the Walt Disney Railroad's got to run. Oh, that's right. Yeah, like yeah. So that's it... why they take you down. It's also the same reason why the in Disneyland the Haunted Mansion. Um, uh, so here in Disney World, the it just stretches at the top, right? The, the, the stretching room, yeah. but in Walt Disney world, you're actually on an elevator stretching yeah. around because they got to bring you underneath. Crazy. So crazy. All right. Well, so next week is our uh, top 10 Walt Disney world attractions episodes. So we hope you'll join in for that. We've got some other fun episodes planned over the course of the next couple of weeks. We're going to talk Disney video games coming up. I think we've got, at some point, Force Awakens is coming here pretty soon. Yeah, too. We're, we've got that plan, um, I know. We haven't really talked about it. I don't know if we're going to do a Moon Knight episode. At least I don't plan to watch Moon Knight, so I don't know if you've been watching it or not. I have. Um, okay, so I don't know. Maybe that might be one you want to bring a friend on for. Either um, that, we can do that as like, I'll give you my 10 to 15 minute, okay. you know, yeah. we do it at the beginning of an episode or something like that. Yeah, but I've, I will tell you, it. I... we will be doing a Multiverse of Madness episode. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, oh gosh that's quick God. holy cow yeah it's it's like what a week from now a like week, from, week or two week from yeah. thursday or um like less than two weeks yeah yeah so that's coming up and then there's um thor love and thunder trailer just dropped that looks yeah. really interesting i'm not gonna lie and what's the other marvel one that's coming out this year um it is oh gosh the fact that it's, i don't know it you got you got captain or you got um um um, sorry, Multiverse of Madness. You've got Thor: Love and Thunder. Is it Guardians? No. Uh, let's see. Doctor Strange. We got Ms. Marvel TV series coming out. Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, Black Panther. Wakanda Black Forever. Black Panther. That's the one I'm thinking of, and that's going to be really interesting now that um, uh, Chadwick Boseman is not, yeah. not there. So that's going to be really interesting to see how that all plays out. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it goes from there. Um, yeah, I. I've been enjoying Moon Knight as a good standalone series. Uh, let me say this. Oscar Isaac is a phenomenal actor, and his acting chops are on display in this series. In Moon Knight? In Moon Knight. Oh, I didn't it realize is, he was in it. It is. Is he the main character? Or? He's the, he's, yeah, he's, he's the main character. Oh, and I, okay. I don't really need to spoil this for you because this is, you know, Moon Knight's character is the, the big thing that he has. He's like is Deadpool, right? No, 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 no. He has split personalities and he gets his um, he gets his powers from an Egyptian god. So he's he has this persona that's Stephen and Stephen is a like timid, shy British guy. So he's, you know, obviously British. Mark Spector is the moon knight, so to speak. He's an American. Okay. so how would you where would you put the series in terms of, okay? Obviously, it's only halfway through, but the other series that we've seen, is it middle of the pack, better, not as good? I was was hesitant about Hawkeye, too. Here's what I like about it. I know outside of Moon Knight, 
is has the split personality thing. I knew nothing. Okay. So I'm going into it blind. And so it's got this like Indiana Jones globe trotting adventure kind of thing with it where they're off to Egypt and they're trying to find this, but then it's got like this mystical aspect to it. But then this whole like split personality thing is, is there. And so you're wondering like, how is this going to resolve? And then the end of episode four, the last 20 minutes, I, I, I'm like, what in the world is going on? And the end of this last episode, I I'm, I'm again, one of those like jaw dropping, like what, what? Okay. What? Okay. What? All right. All right. Well, um, maybe I will have to. I just I haven't. I, I I reinvested myself in the Lord of the Rings trilogy a couple weeks ago. Hey. And now, I'm, now I'm watching the the Hobbit trilogy, and I've seen the first and second one before, but I've never seen the third one. I never want a chance to see it. Ah, so I need to, yeah. To see but yeah, the if if nothing else, I would say the best part of it is Oscar Oscar Isaac being able to play these two very distinct characters, and okay. a lot of, in some scenes he's flipping from one to the other and it's 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 flawless all right well ladies and gentlemen it is time to wrap up the show it's closing time uh, if you want to get a hold of us find us on www.sorcerernetwork.com you can also find us on facebook at beers and ears podcast find us on twitter and instagram at beers ears 1928 you can email us beers and ears 1928 at gmail.com uh let's go ahead and raise our glasses matt Yes, this episode has been on us. We will see you next week. Have a great one, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.